shooting out sparks over 38 states, the Canadian plains, and the tequila fields of Mexico. A program most deserving of a grand introduction. The Nocturnal Journal. The talk of the town. WGN Radio 720. With your guide, Dave Hoekstra. Daytime turns me off and I don't need maybe. Welcome to uh, Nocturnal Journal tonight on WGN. We've got a very, very fine show uh, for you. In the 10 o'clock hour, we're going to have Milwaukee singer-songwriter John Seeger in the studio playing some songs uh, from the reformed uh, Semi-Twang, their latest record, Kenosha. Uh, later on, we're also going to talk about the massive uh, Cadillac Baby R&B Blues Soul reissue that's coming out uh, next month. But we're going to begin the segment, it doesn't get any better than this, with uh, Mr. Jerry Lee Lewis the third, the son of the uh, legendary Rock and Roll Hall of Famer. We've been trying to get you on the show for a while, Jerry. You okay? Oh, you're, Jerry, you, you all right? He's not, not there yet. I talked to Jerry about a half hour ago, so we know, uh, we know he's around. Um, in January, I... Uh, was in the uh, Graceland RV Park campground, and I was getting up in the morning, didn't know what to do, and um, I said, you know, I've always wanted to go to the Jerry Lee Lewis Ranch in Nesbitt, which is about 20 miles south of Memphis. So it's it's really, really a, a homespun place. No, uh, There's no filter. You just... Uh, you just... Uh... <laughs> He's not answered. Um... So, I mean, you don't have to, uh, there's no, like, real big website or anything. You just have to, uh, no luck. Anyway, you just uh, show up, really. I was on a tour of about uh, four or five people. Are you there, Jerry? I'm here. I'm riffing. I'm not very good at riffing. Hey, How are you? <laughs> Man, I can't complain. How are y'all doing? Thanks for joining us. I was I was saying I, I met you in January and uh, there were some delays in getting you on the show, so um, I'm glad you can join us tonight on a Saturday night. So thank you. Yeah, man, no problem. Glad to be here. And does that sound okay, Ro? Does that sound all right? Okay. Where are you at? Are you? Uh, are you? Uh, I'm. At, I'm actually. I'm actually downtown on Beale Street at, at the club, Jerry Lee Lewis's Cafe. Yeah, you're working on. You said you were working on that. Anything new there? Uh, I mean, man, we got things new all the time. You know, we've got a new party room opened up. The summer's coming down. You know, Elvis Week is coming in August. So it's just a really big time for it. So you get the place ready. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I want to get to the to the ranch. I was so excited, as you know, by touring the ranch. But uh, we had to delay it for a couple months because your dad had a minor stroke. So everybody will want to know, how, how's your dad doing? You know, he's doing really well. You know, he's, he's sticking to his therapy that he does twice a week, three times a week as far as outpatient goes. And then he does do it in the house as well. So, And he's back home, so that's really good for him. And this is the house over uh, – this isn't the house that I toured. This is the house down the road in Hernando, right? No, he's over at the one in South Haven right now. South Haven, okay. All right. And what kind of what kind of patient is he? I mean, you know, I mean, he's some people he's kind of an impatient guy. So is he is he taking doctor's orders and all that stuff? Well, you know, the killer is how the how the killer is. But you know, he 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 takes his doctor's orders pretty well. You know, he does for the most part what he's supposed to do. But you know, he's the boss. So when the doctors understand that he's the boss, everything works out a lot better. <laughs> 
I, I like the way you call your dad the killer. That's good. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> is there a, is there a timetable for um, like when he's gonna? I know there's talk about a gospel record, and, and first of all, yeah. a timetable to record again, and then also to get on the road again. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's definitely his goal. You know, the doctor set him about a year or so to get better, and in saying that, you know, he's more better. That he's he's ahead of those projections is what I'm trying to say. So that that's really good. Yeah. How old is he now? Eighty three. Eighty three. Eighty four in September. Wow, that's something. That's something. Well, right. wish wish him well for us. I definitely will. It, absolutely. Is it a, is it a gospel record that he's got planned? That he had? I think he was planning that before he uh, he fell ill, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's something he's worked on a little bit already. So it's really something he wants to get back in there and get finished because he's really looking forward to it. Okay. Um, so I was uh, when we were find, trying to find you. Um, I was setting the, setting the segment up. So yeah, I'm in the campground up there by Graceland. I just I call you guys and uh, I take my little van down there and uh, and we get a little tour of the ranch. So tell the listeners it was it was really unfiltered. You know, I I've done Graceland, I've done Paisley Park, but yours is so down home and accessible. So talk about. Um, Talk about when the ranch opened to the public and um, and what people can expect when they go there. I've got some detailed questions, but um, yeah, well, talk. you know we've been open, a, you know we've been open a few years now. But I think the main difference, like you said, between us and everybody else, it's a very unfiltered tour. You know, you get to see how he lives his day to day life and how he you know continues to build his legacy because it's one of the coolest things about you know our awards and the accolades that we have on the wall over at the ranch. When Dad gets something new, if he wants it up, it goes up. You know, if he wants something moved. It, it, it gets moved. We're not, you know, we're never changing it for like an exhibit. It's very much a, an ever evolving because it's our home. You know, you get to see exactly how the killer lives. And uh, so I went through there. So talk about what people can expect. Is I mean, I, I, I'm, you know, I wrote a little story about it. We'll, we'll post on our website here. But uh, talk about the different rooms in the living room and the den. Well, I mean, that's that's probably the coolest, right? So, I mean, you walk in, and, you know, the, especially that very first part of the house, it's like walking into the 70s, right? Yeah, right. You go, you go into that room with that super plush carpet. You know, central lighting is definitely wasn't a thing in the 70s, so you know how our lamps are. Yeah. But as soon as you walk in, you know, right there, as soon as you walk into that room, one of my favorite things in the house to see, you see it immediately, and that's that American flag that went up to space and went to the moon on Apollo 14. Yeah. And how, how was that acquired? You know, that was acquired because Dad is literally the first music played on the moon with some of his other, you know, compatriots. They got to send, you know, a lot of them sent their album out at the time or a single or an LP. But Dad actually went to the studio. He recorded a cassette tape of about eight songs. And, you know, he plays to them. The way he does is he plays a jam, and he's like, hey, guys, we know you're, you know, a long way from home, but we hope you're going to make it back soon, so here's another one for you. And, and that's just the coolest part about our house. You get to walk through and see those things and, and you know, see where he's the honorary mayor of his hometown of Faraday, Louisiana, and his gold records. And I just think it's really cool because, like I said, you know, awards still get put up on those walls when they come in, and it's, ever, you know, an ever-changing thing. I want to uh, – got to take a break for some commercials, and then uh, we'll be back. I want to hit on some highlights, uh, like the bedroom closet with uh, 30 shoes with all of the left feet. So. Okay, my friend? <laughs> Sounds good. I love okay. it. Jerry Lee Lewis III, so don't go away on Nocturnal Journal. We're back with uh, Jerry Lee Lewis III on uh, WGN. How you doing, Jerry? Jerry, you there? I'm here. Okay. So um, you're about 20 miles uh, set up where the ranch is. You're about 20 miles south of Memphis. Talk about the landscape. I mean, when I drove down there, it's it's a rural area. It's on 35 acres of private yep. with a private lake. Talk about what it's like there. 
I mean, I think it's one of the most beautiful properties in the world, and that's probably just because I'm a little biased to it being that I grew up there. But, you know, you get to see, you know, what I like to see, you know, call, you know, the southern, the, you know, the southern experience at its best, right? That private lake, you know, it's quiet. There's not a lot going on in that on Malone Road right there. You know, you as a child, you know, I love my children being out there because they get to see deer that come up to the lake in the early morning, and there's turtles out there everywhere. You get to really just experience that, and I think it's a great place for a child to grow up, and I think it's a great place for a rock and roll legend to hide out when he wants them quiet. Is it true he uh, he broke his uh, right leg skiing on the lake one time in the 80s? Absolutely, on a jet ski, and not only once, but twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he liked it so much. He was had to do it a second time. Now, before he got sick, I mean, he wants It was you told me when I was going through there. It was like a business place for him. I mean, he wants, he'll still visit the place when when he can. Although he doesn't really sleep there anymore, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's kind of half and half for him. You know, when he was better. Uh, before, you know, he was in recovery, he was there kind of 50-50, you know, staying there how he wanted to. And that's one of the reasons why we do our tours by appointments, you know, like we talked about when you were there. It's so he wants to know when people are going to be on and off the property. And, if you know, however one day, you know, he wanted to keep the property closed, he will because he wants some privacy. Or, or maybe, you know, he's not there and somebody booked a tour and he decides he's going to drop in on them. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've heard that happen. Um <laughs> The Pet Cemetery. I was very excited about that. Talk about the Pet Cemetery with uh, Country Dog Lewis. There's a lot of dogs in the in the Pet Cemetery. There's one cat, right? Cowbell yep, Lee Lewis. Yep. That's right. Correct. You know, and uh, you know, it's just really because that's our family. You know, that's our little family. We used to bury them on the other side where we, you know, as you saw, we on the other side of the lake. But as Dad got older, you know, we needed somewhere closer. And he was able to provide a really, you know, a close space for uh, our little family to rest. And I thought an interesting fact, fact you told me, uh, the house, uh, how old is the house? And you said it was built with Chicago brick. Well, it was. It was built with Chicago fire brick. It was built in 1969, and my father moved in in 1973. Did he, did he have it built? Did he over, I mean, how hands-on was it when it was being built? How hands-on was he? Well, he wasn't hands-on when it was built. You know, the story he told me is he was driving around on Malone Road. He came on down there, and he saw it, and he was like, man, this, this is a really good place where I could get some privacy. And what he told me then is he went up to the house, he talked to the man who, who owned it, and I guess he offered him a nice cash sum, and he had it that night. <laughs> uh, before it gets away from us, how could people uh, make a reservation? How can people come and see you? Give us all the details on that. Well, you can go right online to thelewisranch.com and, and book that tour directly. I mean, you could always give us a call, too. Uh, I will say, you know, we are currently closed until the 1st of August. We're actually getting some repairs and renovations done, and it should be really nice for us by the time we open back up in August. Okay, I teased the listeners with the bedroom closet with uh, 30 shoes all on the left feet. <laughs> uh, how, how did that happen? So, I mean, that's pretty crazy in itself. As you saw, you know, they're all pretty much the same shoe. Uh, you know, all have different soles, which is crazy to me, considering they're all pretty much the same shoe. But like you said, it's all the left feet. Where did those right feet go? I mean, did they fly off when he was kicking on the stage? Did a fan grab them off of him? I mean, heck, you know, we don't know, but <laughs> those left feet are all there. Has he, um, has he helped, like, archive this stuff? Does he tell you about some of the items? I mean, or did you know growing Tell the listeners how old you are. You're, you're a young man. How old, how old are you? Great. I I'm 32. I, I was born when he went. He was in his 50s. Yeah. And I mean, he's very. 
he's very hands-on with our archival process. I mean, we definitely have things that we still receive all the time from fans, be it artwork or memorabilia. You know, we're always on the lookout for old pictures of him we may not have and awards. And that's what I was saying when, you know, he decides he wants something on the wall or he wants something taken down. It's not because we're changing an exhibit or, you know, making room for that. It's because he wants it on the wall and he wants to be there to enjoy it. The bedroom. Um, yep. There was a bedroom where you told me he taught you how to throw a knife. <laughs> Absolutely. How did that happen? When I was about six, well, when I was about six years old, I guess it was about time to start learning how to throw it. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we've got, a, <laughs> we've got a latch on that door there that we'd stand at the edge of the bed. And we throw a knife, and that's, you know, he's infinitely better than I am at throwing it, but I'm pretty good. <laughs> what are, what are some of the questions people ask when they're, when, when they're going through? I mean, uh, you know, what, what's on their mind when they're going through the house? You know, I mean, it ranges anywhere from, you know, when was he born, you know, what was going on in Faraday when he was growing up to, you know, what was it like at Sun Records from him when he went up there and, how, you know, who was Sam Phillips? How was, you know, how was he as a person? You know, who uh, who out of the Million Dollar Quartet Dad loved hanging out with? I mean, I get just about every question under the sun. And that's, I mean, honestly, it's it's a great time for me to, to share that experience and to talk to people about it. You told me uh, Carl Perkins hung out the most at the house. There's that little, talk about that yeah. little room they'd be in, that little room in the back there. Uh, you said Cash would come by now and then, but talk about the people who would come to visit him. You know, I really remember Carl being out there a lot and, the, and them hanging out. And that was the one thing, like, you know, there wasn't cell phones back then. So Carl would come, and whether he was staying at the house for a little while or, you know, him and Dad were going out to Memphis and whatever they were doing. But eventually, you know, are they coming home? And so, you know, my mom would have to call around. And, you know, she'd call Sam Phillips. Hey, are they over there? She'd call down to the Hernando's uh, hideaway or the Vapors Club. Are they down there? <laughs> eventually, we'd get them back to the ranch. Yeah, you mentioned the hideaway. We had Dale Watson on a couple months ago, not long after I saw you. Uh, anything new over there? Yeah. Tell and, and for the 101, tell the listeners uh, what the hideaway is. It's over in Memphis. It's not far from Graceland, but your dad hung out there a lot. Oh. Yeah, I mean, that was like dad's second home, especially when he was in town. Like, he he would go, he'd come off the road. If you remember that old Wurlitzer electric piano I showed you while you were there, you know, he'd keep that in the back of his Cadillac, and he'd come in off the road. He'd head right down to the hideaway. They'd unload it, and he'd get right back to playing. And Dale Watson kind of took that over, right? Yeah, he just got it here, I mean, not terribly long ago, but I think they've been working on it for a little over a year now, and he's getting ready to open it back up. We're really I, looking forward to that. I imagine that might be open uh, by the time of the Elvis stuff or not? I'm not 100%. I mean, I haven't talked to him about it in a hot minute, but, I mean, I know they're actively working on trying to get it open as soon as they can, yeah. and it's something Dad's really looking forward to. So, um, I love this story, too. There's so many interesting stories uh, about this project. So, you, I, I think I have the year right. You said your dad called you in 2017, and you were up up in our neck of the woods. You were at uh, Grand, in Grand Rapids, right? Yeah, yeah. I was up in Grand Rapids, Michigan. He had uh, he had actually come up there for Christmas time. You know, my my little boy Jerry Lee the Fourth had just turned one, and he was up there visiting and. You know, he had a couple things going on, some projects he wanted to get done. One of them was the ranch, you know, one of them was an album, and one of them was making sure the club down here on Beale was running, you know, as tight as it could be. And he asked me to come home and take care of those things, so I did, and I haven't looked back since. And you were working at a TGI Fridays, right? You were a manager, bar manager there? 
I was. I was a bar manager up at uh, up at TGI Fridays. I had a, you know a great team there, Rob and Tony and them. They they were great people and gave me a great job. And I, I mean, I did learn a lot working for them. Wow! And was that in Grand Rapids proper, or was that outside of Grand Rapids? Uh, that was in Grand Rapids, two two locations in Grand Rapids, and uh, one in Kentwood, Michigan, too, which is basically right next door to Grand Rapids. Uh, so I, I asked you this when I met you, but I mean, like you go on a job interview. Uh, well, you know, you say, I'm Jerry Lee Lewis III. What do people say? Man, I, I tell you, I've experienced just about everything <laughs> under the sun from, from a job interview. I mean, like, literally, I've had people just call me in just to see if I was a real person. And I'm like, heck yeah, man. You know, I got you want, got work to be done. There's work to be done. Let's get it done. And But, yeah, <laughs> they can be very interesting, I tell you that. <laughs> well, you're the, you're the best. Is it hot down there? Is it hot in Memphis right now? Man, Dave, you really got to ask that question? Yeah, it's hot up here. <laughs> it's hot. Okay. Well, I'm glad we finally got you on the show. Um, it was It's yeah, a great man. tour. It's highly recommended. You don't take people's cell phones like they do at Paisley Park. You don't have to put them in a little case or anything. It's just, And you lead the tour, right? I mean, you, you do that, hey, right? I, I am definitely leading that tour the majority of the time. You know, sometimes Alex does those tours. He's a friend of the family. You know, I've I've known that kid since he was a baby, and he learned, he knows a whole lot about my father Jerry Lee. And you know, we have a good time with it. And that's you know, that's the really the probably one of the coolest things about our tour, honestly, is it's me or it's Alex. Heck, I mean, even my my mama Judith. You know, sometimes she's there and she'll do the tour, and that's what's just a really cool part of it. You're you're learning his history from his family and from his friends, and I think you get a really good firsthand experience because of that. Highly recommended. Thank you, Jerry. Say hi to your dad. Wish him well. Dave, I definitely will, and I really appreciate you having me on, man. Thank you. Okay, stay in touch with us. You have a good one, Dave. Okay, thank you. And we'll be back with more on Nocturnal Journal after this.